They get it to Damian. Eight seconds on the clock. Dunn up top. Five seconds. Dribbles to the right. Three with two. Dunn. Sidestep three for the win. It's good. Damian Dunn does it again. A game-winning three for Damian Dunn. And Temple wins it. 78 to 75. And that was Luke Melly on the call. And we have Luke with us here tonight. Uh, Luke, thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I did, did I pronounce your last name right there? I didn't it's even me, ask you. Meli. Meli. All right. So I butchered the hell out of it. <laughs> off, off to a great start. <laughs> um, uh, Luke, thank you so much for joining us. Um, that was his call of the game-winning shot on Saturday at the game, and uh, you you crushed that. That was amazing. Thank you. It, it It's a lot easier when the team plays well and they make shots like that. It makes my job a whole lot easier. That, that was really fun to be a part of. Um, definitely. And, I, you know, I you know heard a couple of your other play-by-play calls um, for, uh, you know, Temple News Radio, and uh, I heard that. I was like, I got to get him on the show. So thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Of course. Um, this evening on a Tuesday, I'm just drinking a Miller Lite. Still got a couple of them left in the fridge. Uh, Luke's being a responsible human being <laughs> and uh, probably not partake, partake in the alcohol this evening, but I get that, you know. Not tonight. We just got our water in the, the Gatorade bottle, so we're doing good. That works. Um, so, Luke, we'll, we'll get to, um, you know, the team and the uh, your, your broadcasting uh, career, which, uh, you know, you, you do a lot of stuff, different things at Temple. Um, but I always like to ask, uh, you know, you're, you're a junior at Temple now, right? Yep. Uh, so how, how did you end up there? And um, how did, you know, how did you get into a broadcasting career? You know, where did you go to high school and what made you come to Temple? So I went to high school in Ocean, Ocean City, New Jersey at Ocean City High School. And they've got a really good like TV studio news show sort of thing. So that's how I got into like the media world. But I got in more on the news side. And it was interesting because I was really one of the only people involved that like sports. So I just kept churning out sports stories and like going to all the games. because I was the only one that would do it. And I started to like really enjoy it. And I was like this is the way that I can keep going to games and talking about sports and it could actually be a job if I make everything go right. And I knew that Temple had a really good media program and especially a good sports media program. I had heard through like Twitter and just through people that I knew that they had a lot of really good opportunities on the radio, on TV for every sport. So I, I knew this is where I wanted to be. And once, once I got in, I was like, all right, th this is where it's going to be. That's awesome. Uh, and then since you've been there, uh, you, you said uh, to me, this is your second year announcing uh, the basketball games. What what other, uh, I know you do the Al Sports desk update. Uh, what What is your whole resume right now consist of, of all the different things you've done at Temple with athletics? So right now I do, I'm an anchor at Owl Sports Update, which is one of the TV shows for Temple Sports. And I do play-by-play -play for WHIP Sports for basketball. And I did some for football as well. Um, I also work with the TU Ice Network for our club hockey team. I do some play-by-play -play there. So it's pretty cool. I've done a little bit on ESPN Plus over at Lafayette. Haven't gotten any at Temple yet, but we're, we're trying to get in. But it's been cool. I really just try and get wherever someone will give me a microphone and let me talk about sports. And so far, it's going well. That's awesome. We, we got to get you on for ESPN Plus. I feel like all I'm the trying. games. 
<laughs> all, all the games that we have on there, people text me about the announcers. Like, who are these guys? What are they talking about? <laughs> so we, we, I already know you would be the best one we've had all season. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so Luke, you end up at Temple. You're you're doing this. Uh, last year you did basketball. Uh, how, how was that with the, you know, no fans? Were, were you at, even allowed at the games? Or you oh, we were. It was, we were there and it was, it was weird. So that was the first time I'd ever even called basketball. So I was already nervous on my own. And it was so funny because you're going to the games, you're doing like your, your play-by-play, your call normally. But then the really weird part is when people were shooting free throws. Nobody's talking on the court. Nobody's saying a word and you're in an empty arena and you're still trying to like project to your audience that hears you. And like, we'd be talking up in like the second section area and the players on the bench are like looking back at us. Like we're crazy or we got yeah, too, too loud there. for them. Yeah. They're, they're like, Who are these guys yelling in the back of the stadium while we're shoot, shooting free throws? But it, it's been really cool this season though. Like the changeover I was at the, I wasn't on the call for the USC game, but that was, an incredible atmosphere then obviously the last game it was just wild so seeing it change from being in an arena where we're like the only people allowed in other than the team and then now to what we have today it, it's really cool yeah no it's definitely I mean I, I couldn't imagine uh like you said you know foul shots everyone's quiet and you're just like trying <laughs> to tell them like and he's at the line it's like you're like a golf <laughs> announcer you gotta be like really quiet but like yeah. not really um no and uh Saturday that that atmosphere you know uh They've gotten some shots on the attendance recently, um, but if you were at yeah. that game Saturday, uh, that was cool. I mean, final two minutes of that game, you, your blood was pumping, and uh, as you can tell from your energy on the call and uh, myself, I ended up kind of sitting actually not too far from press rail. I was a little bit right behind the Temple uh, bench, and it was it was energetic as can be. Like, it was great. Yeah, it was really cool. It was funny. I had never – had a close game before that was my first play-by-play that I did that they won because I've alternated with people so I've seen them lose a ton of times and I've never seen them actually win and it felt like I was a kid again like when I played basketball at like the end of a close game you start to feel it in like your chest you're like you get nervous like I was feeling that and I was like I still have to talk like confidently and sound like I'm not nervous I'm just I'm just calling the game and it was it was cool it was really you're like cool oh feeling. wait make sure you sound professional <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Um, who did you do that game with? Uh, his name's Eric Jesperger. He's a sophomore. So uh, he, he guys... was my partner for football and now he's okay. with me here. So. What do you like doing better? Basketball or football? I love basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. So it's cool. Football honestly is really cool as well. Just because being at the link is the only experience I've had, which is I'm very fortunate, but basketball is my favorite sport. So I'm always going to choose that over anything. I, I do see you do have a 76ers hat on. Are we are we currently trusting the process or what's the we're deal? always we're always trusting the process. And it's fun. I'm not usually a hat guy. It's usually not <laughs> inside either. But my hair is so long right now. So I'm like, I got to get the hat on. I don't I don't know if the video of this goes anywhere. Those no, uh, I'm not a video guy yet. I've had people ask me, but I always like, no, nah, wear whatever you want. Um, no, me and my three best friends, we actually split season tickets for the Sixers. So uh I, oh, I awesome. still still trusting, you know, but getting nervous. <laughs> yeah, they, when they got like one good player on the team, yeah, <laughs> one really good player, and everyone else is just carrying along. I was there Friday night, and Joel Embiid had like three dunks that were just not like <laughs> a guy his size just didn't do. So he's still he's yeah. been rocking it. He's a monster. Um, <laughs> um, 
But all right, I'm sorry, I, I do get sidetracked <laughs> myself. I'm an avid sports fan all around. Um, back to our Owls. Um, so you've done a couple games this year. Um, obviously, you know, while you're doing the games, I'm sure you, like I said, try to sound professional and not too biased towards our team. But um, how? what are your thoughts on this team this year? I mean, it's Aaron McKee's, uh, I don't want to say it's his make or break year, but people are, you know, we're getting a little, uh, we need some production here. And last week or so, I mean, the Houston loss was a loss still, but uh, even that game, they looked really well. And the last two games, game winners by Damian Dunn. So uh, what do you think about our Owls right now? Yeah, it's really interesting because I think the expectations have wavered so much for so many things. Like coming into the year, it's finally all of Aaron McKee's guys. So you would expect them to take that dump, that big development year from where they were last year. And then obviously Caliph goes down so early. And then I didn't really know where to go with my expectations from there. Obviously they dropped, but I didn't know how far. Like I don't know what I expected from these guys. But now seeing Damian go out and average 18 a game since Caleb's been hurt. D. Jake Forrester leading the team in field goal percentage. He's finishing. That's really what he's got to do with this team, just be a strong roller. He, he's not going to do too much else. But just seeing guys contribute and wherever they can, like Jeremiah Williams is another guy. He, he doesn't score a ton, doesn't shoot very well, but he, he runs the entire offense. Everything goes through him. He always guards the other team's best player. And I think the development you've seen from guys like Dunn and Williams are really what sticks out to me the most. I and they're on a bit of a roll. I mean, they've been they beat UCF, they beat ECU, a close loss to Houston. And I honestly feel like I feel pretty good going into Tulsa. And and they've done all this without Strickland, without Forrester, with McKee missing a couple of games. So I, I've been impressed overall. I still don't know where my expectations really are because it's just so odd when you lose your best player. But right now, I'll, I will say I'm impressed. They're playing very well right now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And going into this year, yes, as an optimistic Temple fan, I'm like, hey, maybe they'll make the tournament and win a game or two. But, you know, realistically, even with battle, I was like, hey, 18 wins seems doable. And then he goes down and then it's like, all right, do you drop him to like barely 500 or a little below 500 for the season? Um, but no, last couple of weeks, I mean, Dunn has definitely upped his performance. Um, I, I like how you said, you know, just some of the other guys. Uh, I always love Williams's game. He, he is, like you said, the always guarding the other guy's player. I think he's played like 38 or 39 minutes almost every yeah, he game. he leads them in minutes. He's he's nuts. I also forgot to mention Nick Jordan. He's been really solid as well. Had his career high 16 points in the ECU game. Might get he, overlooked a little bit, but he's played really well. He was really good in that game. And seeing him, like, I don't know if he's put on a little bit more muscle. He just looks like big and like he's definitely like coming to his own form as a, a, a body on the floor. But yeah, the 16 points I'll take. It would have been more if the refs weren't uh, – they, they gave him a couple of yeah. chippy fouls there, and he had to come out of the game once or twice. I think he could have gotten 20. Yeah, him and him and Damian were in foul trouble the whole time. I was impressed that neither – or obviously, Jordan fouled out right at the end. But Yeah, like both, 20 seconds left. They both hung tough for like the last 10 minutes of the game. They they were in foul trouble. I thought, I thought Coach Ross did a really good job of managing that as well, like not leaving them out too long to let the game get away, but not letting them foul. And it's a little bit of trust there too, but – it was well done. Yeah, I think it was Damian got his fourth foul with like seven minutes to go and they took him out and the offense, you know, obviously you're going to stagger a little bit. And I think they went down three and then they got him back in about the five and a half minute mark. They took a two point lead and then they got him out again for a minute or two. <laughs> so, yeah, they definitely uh, the, the coaching staff did their part and the players were able to, uh, you know, stay out of foul trouble long enough to, to really get that win. Um I was wondering at what point did you kind of think like 
A, this is going to possibly be a, a game-winning shot, and B, like, did, did you get nervous? Like, hey, this is going to be a, a big call for me. Like, you know, they could win. This is uh, – or did you just kind of – it didn't even hit you like that? I I, I got to be real. It hit me. I mean, I, <laughs> when, when – I think it was Robinson White came down and got the and one, and I was like, mm. Forster just fouled out. He can tie yep. the game here. And they, I think – they called it. They might have called a timeout before the free throw, or I know they called one after. So during one of the timeouts, I let Eric do his analysis, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I might get a game winner because Temple's going to hold the ball down to the yeah. end. It's probably going to be done. So I like, I just went through. I was like, he's hit the game winner last game. He's got a career high 30 at this point. Just make sure you say the score, you say the time, and don't mess up. And <laughs> so he throws it back to me, and I just. I just kind of went, I tried to keep saying the time because I, sometimes I forget them on radio. I'm like, I'm the yeah. only one that can see the time and the score, but it was cool. I felt it right before during the timeout. I was like, all right, I, I got to nail it. And fortunately it went well. You absolutely did. And I mean, at all my Twitter feed, that probably came up like three or four times. So every, everybody <laughs> yeah, was have, loving it. I have very supportive friends. <laughs> they were they were doing everything with it. I'm, I'm very appreciative. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. And you did great. Um, definitely like, you know, going back to the team, uh, Jalil White and Hicks are two other guys that uh, I think, I mean, Hicks had a rough shooting day on Saturday, but, uh, you know, obviously a couple weeks ago, we had that. Uh, 10 point, uh, 10 three pointer outburst. And uh, Jalil White has been, I mean, he, I knew he was going to be a good defender, but his offense seems to be, uh, you know, he's either turning his defense into offense with steals and rebounds or uh, just looks a little more confident on that end of the floor as well. So those are two other guys that their progression, I think, is a big for this team the rest of this season and the future. Oh, 100%. It'll be huge. And I think the thing that Jaleel's done a little better the last couple games he's just more confident I mean through the first chunk of the season you'd see him catch it on the three-point line and he wouldn't really make a decision he'd kind of stand there and jab and he I want him to take the open shot or take it to the basket he's a guy that I mean if he's out there you gotta trust him go go make a move I mean he's on this team for a reason obviously he's he's a pretty good defender I think that's at this point in his collegiate career that's what he's going to be known for but I want him to take the open shots I think he can hit him as if he keeps taking him and gets that confidence and then with Hicks, it's funny. I think I find myself expecting more of him just because of how well he started. Like, it might not be realistic because he just shot so well in the Delaware State game where he hit 10 threes. Early in the season, he was making everything. And he's he's had a couple rough shooting nights, but he's never a guy I want to lose confidence. I, I want them to have him shoot every open three. I mean, for a team that's pretty much at the bottom of the conference in shooting and made three-pointers, like, that's one of the guys that, if it's an off night, he has to keep shooting. Like him and Damian are really the most consistent ones from three-point range. Obviously, before Strickland got hurt, he was one of the top guys on the team too. But th those are, those guys' development is going to be big. And it's it's weird that it's only their first year because with Caleb out and them winning games, it's like, oh, they got to play better. But it really is their first taste of collegiate basketball. So it's like you got to – you want more, but you don't – you know, it might not be realistic. But it, it's been cool to see them grow. Yeah, no, and Hick, I agree with you on Hicks. I mean, I, I want him to just keep firing away. And if, you know, he's 0 for 10 in a game, I want him to keep shooting, to keep his confidence going, A, and we saw what can happen if he makes one or makes two and gets hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, if that happens late in the game and, it, you know, keeps us in it, then that's what needs to happen. But, no, he he is, uh, as you mentioned, you know, he's a freshman and it's still early in his college career. But 
Um, no, I, I think he uh, definitely is a good player and he, he's earned his playing time so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see if you do get a, you know, next year, a full season of a healthy battle shooting threes and Hicks shooting threes, uh, both of them hitting how, how good that offense could be because they are not the best three-point shooting team right now, which is why Hicks does need to kind of be on the floor a lot of the game. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I didn't know how much I'd value wins and losses this season once battle went down, but definitely the development is what you need to see. Just to know when he comes back, you're going to be in a better place than you were when he went down because I, when he was playing, it really felt like he was the only one that could do anything. It felt like everybody was in a slump and Caleb Battle would have to put up 30 for them to have a chance. And now it looks like they're starting to learn how to win and they can do it without someone else dropping 30. They, they can sort of put it all together. And I'm, I'm hoping that's something that they can continue when he comes back. They can find a role, their roles within the team that work for them. And ho hopefully it works out and, and they grow from <laughs> no, I definitely agree. It, it's given everybody a little bit more of opportunity to, you know, they've had to step up, step up. Uh, and yeah, you're not definitely getting that 30 points a game from battle every night. So, uh, you know, everybody else has to kind of up their game a little bit. Uh, Hasir Miller's another guy and he's definitely gotten uh, some extra playing time with the battle injury. Um, and I thought he even looked more confident on Saturday. And I, in this going into the season, I had decent expectations for him um and you know he I think he's just going to be a, a good that tough Philly guard play some defense and uh he looks like he can try to run the offense as well yeah for sure I think I think I saw it a lot in the Houston game in the few minutes he got where he went on a little bit of a run I was like all right he's starting to gain his confidence because it was weird knowing him and Hicks in the same class coming in and Hicks just playing so much more but that's really because of the skill set, as you mentioned, that Hicks brings. He shoots threes well. The team doesn't shoot threes well. They need him in. So, Miller, I think he's starting to find his place, especially with Battle and Strickland out. Someone's got to play that guard role. And I, I think the more that he plays, he's obviously going to get more confident. And I think we've seen that. I think he's not putting up 15, 20 points a game in his limited minutes, but he's doing the right things. He's hitting the shots he has to hit right now. And I'm hoping you'd hope that he's another piece of this team going forward. He's He's obviously not going to be the star of the team, at least right away, but you need a guy that's reliable coming off the bench when the superstars are out. No, it did. Uh, I think he definitely, you're right. Uh, as the playing time comes, his confidence will continue to increase. And uh, I think it was, it was either Saturday or the UCF game. He actually, he had one drive where it looked like he almost tried to like dunk on somebody. Like he grabbed the rim, <laughs> like he lost the ball, but he grabbed the rim. And I was like, Oh, all right. Like didn't probably wouldn't have saw that a month ago, but now that he's yeah, trying yeah, that, I'll take it. it. Yeah. It's a good sign. Um, now are you doing the, they have a game tomorrow night uh, against Tulsa. Are you on the call for that? Or? I am not on the call for that one. No. Okay. But when, I when will is, be watching. When is your next game Saturday? My next game is actually the Cincinnati game. So we only do home games and then we okay. alternate with another crew. So someone else has the Wichita state game and then Eric and I will be back for the Cincinnati game. Cool. Um, now for, uh, the away games, do you watch that as a broadcaster journalist for, you know, Al's desk or are you watching as a fan? See, I, I, I felt like this was going to be a question. I was thinking about this earlier because <laughs> I was, I was driving home today and I was thinking about me watching the UCF game and I was such a fan. I mean, Nick Jordan forced the jump ball. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then Damien hits the three. And I start freaking out, running around my house. I'm like, man, I could not do this anywhere where anyone else is watching. <laughs> or I'd be deemed unprofessional. But 
Yeah, I feel like that's something I've had to learn since I got the temple. Like, you have to figure out how to separate being a fan and like being professional. And I think I've decided when I'm on air, I can be professional. But when I'm at home, I still want to be a fan. I mean, that's what that's why I like sports. I I love it. And I think you can still be a fan when you're on the air as long as you're realistic and honest about what you're seeing. I th- I think it, it's like a weird line that I'm still trying to learn myself, but. It's fun. And it's always more fun to cover a team that's winning too. So like yes. there's a little bit of fandom, but it makes it a lot easier when it's like, oh, Damian Dunn scored 33 instead of, oh, the Owls lost their fifth in a row. Like it's it's a lot better when they're winning. <laughs> yeah. At, at uh, what point did last year, I mean, last year was a, such a bizarre year with COVID and the team definitely slumped eventually. Um, uh, at what point last year where you go into the games like, uh-oh, it might be another loss. Like did that ever – get to you or were you just still happy to be doing it and still weirded out by being one of the only three people in the game (laughs) well that and then it was kind of surreal being my first basketball games I don't even know how much I was taking in of the actual like storylines and narratives of the year but I knew they weren't playing great and I knew it was a a relatively young team because it was McKee getting his guys like that was Dunn's first year Williams first year battles first year with Temple so it was a lot of like adjusting I I, I was hoping the team would take the jump the next year, which is this year. And obviously that kind of got stunted a little bit with the injury, but you, you could see flashes of it last year. I Last year, it didn't feel like they were going to win a ton or go deep and they they lost in the first round of their conference tournament, but you could see there were, there were pieces like obviously battle done before battle started playing average a ton of points. It went down when battle got there. They had only really played like three of Williams done in battle. I think played like, four or five games yeah together. they they really never really got clicking yeah. last year because they never all on the court together exactly so it was like how's that gonna work but yeah last year you kind of knew going to games it was like all right this probably won't be a win so let's let's focus on myself here and <laughs> try and do the best <laughs> job I can um now for the rest of this season what uh you know I I don't have to uh give me a, an exact uh prediction but you know what what do you think are we making uh you know maybe win a game or two in the conference tournament or uh what you're you know seeing the future predictions how positive can we get right now I think if you asked me a week and a half ago I would have said I don't know I don't think so but honestly watching the way they've played they're definitely growing and the fact that there's still so much time left in the season and in conference play I think they'll stay on a roll I think I feel like they've got a lot of wins coming up and they they've obviously got the big team of Memphis and Houston at the end, but I think they can keep putting it together and they're only going to get guys back. They're, they're getting Strickland back. They're going to get Forrester back. McKee's going to come back. So I, I think they improve on last year. I think they win a game or two in the conference tournament. I don't think they make enough of a run to obviously get to the big dance, but I, even without battle, I, I expect them to make a jump here and maybe it's recency bias, but, I do think they're starting to put it together a little bit. And this is the team you'd expect to see going forward. So I'll give them a win or two in the conference tournament. So that's why. No, I, I think you're, you're definitely right. I, a week and a half ago, I wouldn't even have thought of asking the question, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it's kind of <laughs> like, uh-oh. And then, uh, you know, like I said, that I'm not a moral loss, moral wins guy, but that Houston game, they, they definitely just showed enough that you could kind of see, hey, this is the 12th team in the country. And we lost, yes, but in the second half, it was, down to a five-point game and you're like hey we're we're hanging tight with a, a good team and uh they've obviously shown they can do that again and the game winners the last two games they've 
uh, clearly in the final minutes of the game, shown they can they have what it takes. So it's been uh, definitely a, a good turn turning point in the season as of now. Yeah, I'm weird I'm with moral like wins and losses too. I never yeah. know like how to value it, but I think the fact that they followed up that game, showing that that wasn't a fluke, I think that's when you can say, okay, that was like a moral victory that got them in the mindset like, okay, we can win conference games. We we just played as you said the 12th best team in the country, but now. You can go on the road and then they beat UCF and they came back home. And they're like, we can beat anyone. And at least that's what they should be thinking in their heads with the way they're playing. They can win these conference games. And I think after that game, they realized it. And now that they've actually gone out and done it now, the sky's the limit, really. Once you have the confidence, I mean, they can, it's up to them now. No, I, I definitely. And um, I, I did want to ask you this. I just thought of it. I asked you, you know, how was last year um, with the basketball and, you know, if you ever got, going to the games with the losing and the mindset. Um, you said you did football games this year. Did the <laughs> losing for the football games ever get to you this year at all? <laughs> I learned. So I've learned that in broadcasting, you need to have a ridiculous amount of research done. But I feel like the professional people always say, oh, well, you might not use 80% of it or 90% of it. Because if it's a good game, then you're not going to go back to like your storylines and your narratives. People just want to hear about the game if it's close. But when you're getting games that are like 30 point margins, you, people don't always just want to hear every little run. They want to hear like, right, you've got to keep us entertained or keep us involved because this team's down by 30 points with 30 minutes of game time. So yeah. it, I think it taught me a lot about myself and like a lot about announcing in general, but I'm hoping they, they can turn a little corner with hopefully, I mean, they, they are very fortunate to still have the one very fortunate and, I like Stan a lot, so I'm, I'm hoping – I mean, it can't get much worse than the last few years. That's how I'm looking at it. Something's yeah. going to change for the positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure for the second half of those uh, – a lot of those football games, you were really doing the deep dives on, like, yeah. this player was a walk-on, and now he's the starter. You know, all those cool feel-good stories for, you know, as a junior, this happened to him, and now he's this. So Exactly. Um, uh, did you get a chance to go to Stan's, uh, like, intro press conference or no? No, I wasn't there, but I I watched it on, I think it was on ESPN Plus. It was something where I was able to watch it, but it was, it was cool. I mean, when he looked at the guys in the back of the room and, like, addressed them, and after having what seemed from the outside, like, a coach that didn't really connect with his players that much and the guys didn't really want to play for him, seeing that immediate, like, connection and want to make a connection from him, that already got me on the right foot. So we'll see where the football goes from there, but I think that's a really good start. No, I definitely would agree with that. And I think I, I watched it as well, uh, not live, but I watched the replay and same thing. I mean, it just seemed like he, he was already trying to quickly connect with these players. And uh, he, he you could tell he had to know that they lost the connection with the former staff, uh, which is unfortunate. And that's kind of how we got to what we are. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's uh, <laughs> I went to every game this year, the home games. And uh, <laughs> I think the, the last one I couldn't e I have two season tickets and I couldn't even give the second one away. I actually went to the game by myself. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, I've been to every other one. I can't miss this one, but I don't have anyone to go with. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that, a dedicated fan. That is, <laughs> I, it sums up how bad it was getting though at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, that'll, hey, that'll make the turnaround feel that much better for you. You were there when it was at its worst. So now if they're able to turn it around, it'll feel good. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so hopefully, uh, and I know he just announced a lot much of his staff last week, and I think they announced one or two more hires this week. Um, 
So hopefully, and, and I agree with you, what you said about uh, Mathis is returning. And I do, I have a lot of faith in him. I think he's going to be a good player and hopefully a, a improved offense and with better offensive line and, uh, you know, throw the ball more than a screen pass per game, you know? Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Just, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, it, it's going to be different because they had the same, the same staff and the same overall, like, style for three years and so now it's all just going to change so it'll you're you're gonna have to do a I lot more I, research now <laughs> yeah i thought i was gonna get lucky and like at least from a covering standpoint have the same coach the entire four years because when i got here as a freshman that was right after uh the manny diaz thing uh, and i didn't yes. i didn't really know about it when i got there i just knew that everyone was like talking about the coaching switch and that rod just got there and they were like oh i've seen three coaching changes in my four years and I was like I haven't gotten one yet so, <laughs> but I finally got one that that's when you're officially a temple graduate you see mm -hmm. a football uh coaching change <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's funny um so hopefully you know next year it sounds like you're gonna do what you, you got to like pick are you gonna do basketball and football again next year or that's the plan it's usually a tryout process but I think at this point as long as I keep doing what I'm doing it should it should put me on that track but I'm hopeful and I'd love to do it again, both Just of them. Don't curse out to Carlo, and I think you're good, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Luke, I like to end all of my shows with this, and I, I hate that I'm still kind of asking this question. I, I think in September I thought I'd be finished with it. Um, just how has, you know, you mentioned last year announcing games with basically no one there. Um, and, you know, just personal side note, like how has COVID been for you? Um, I know classes are about to start back up, and their first two weeks are going to be virtual. Um, you you live on campus, I assume? No, I'm actually living with my dad, and he's like 20 minutes off campus, so I, I commute. Where um, at? He lives in Mantua in New Jersey. Okay. So, so you commute this year. Um, yeah. But just how, how has COVID been for you guys and, uh, you know, going to and from campus and everything this whatever we're calling this just these days. <laughs> yeah. So fortunately myself and family very well health wise. So hope that keeps going. But last semester was a lot better. I mean, what is the semester before that when it was all online and no classes were in person, it was, it was weird. And I didn't realize how much it would impact me. And like, man, I just got like sluggish. I was like, I just don't want to do any of this. Like it's, it's boring. It's I'm not engaged and I can't go, do really anything other than the basketball games and football games I was fortunate enough to go do and then last semester you finally get to go do more and then this semester I still have one in-person class despite most of it being online so I'm hoping that this two weeks is it and then we can go back but mentally I'm good I, I think hopefully we're heading in the right direction at some point I mean I keep saying it so I'm just exactly. hoping at some point it all turns around but I'm hoping that I can just keep doing my things at the games. And as long as that's available, I think that'll be big for me. Just still getting to be engaged and doing what I love to do. And hopefully it sticks around. Well, keep, keep building that resume. Um, I know, you know, the Sixers just hired the replacement for uh, Mark Zumoff. You're, you're two mm -hmm. years, a couple too late to graduate. You I always, like... <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, you know, if Mark stays till this age and I graduated yeah. this time, I was like, maybe I can align it. And then when he retired last year, I was like, no, I was like, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> you almost had it. You know, you're I actually, yeah. <laughs> two years uh, off, but he's teaching a class at Temple this semester and I'm in it. So it's really, it's really cool to like, 
hear from him like and just be able to talk to him like a real person it's it's really cool so I had you, gotta, you gotta yell at him and say you're supposed to stay <laughs> two more years with the Sixers. Like, come on mark we, we had a deal that was in my head and you do nothing about why didn't yeah. you why didn't you hold your end up? actually you gotta you gotta tell him to bring uh the radio guy mcginnis in because mcginnis does an amazing job with mm-hmm. them for the radio. i love tom mcginnis he's awesome he's, he's been doing a couple of the live games recently because i think uh kate scott was in COVID protocol even mm-hmm. seeing him doing the tv games was great too yeah and i think tom's like a guy where you just see his energy and how much he loves to do it and i feel like that's what i want to show when i do it because there's a, obviously a, a very big level of professionalism you have to have but also like it's sports like it, it's fun that's what people always yeah. tell me like you can have fun with it so i'm trying it's always such a balance and i think tom is someone that does a really good job of that so i kind of try and model things after him yeah you gotta you gotta keep the entertainment uh for everybody and like you, you mentioned earlier you know even just things like saying the clock you're realizing like hey i'm the one i can see it but the people on radio can't, <laughs> i'm the so. only one <laughs> <laughs> um well, Luke, I think you are fun, and this was so much fun to do. Uh, thank you so much again for doing this. Uh, look forward to, you know, hopefully you have some more game-winning calls from you this season, and uh, I will gladly retweet them every time. <laughs> thank you. If we're, if we're lucky, we'll see. But thank you for having me on. It, it was really cool. I've never done something like this, so it was cool to be a part of. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we'll do uh, have you back on at the end of the season, maybe do a season recap with you. All of right? course, of course. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Luke. Uh, and as always, guys, I will be back.